What is up, everybody? Today, I am joined by Maggie Oziak, the owner of Everyday Best Buy, an online business that she built herself that helps other moms just like herself find great product without breaking the bank. I know what you're thinking. What does that have to do with health and wellness? Well, I think you're going to find value in two things today. Number one, how much it can really impact your daily mental health to pursue things that you truly find meaningful, even if they require you to feel a little bit uncomfortable. And number two, if you want to build something on your own, like a business, I want you to see that it's totally possible to do that while still being present with your family and not having to sacrifice your whole life. It's a little bit different of an episode, but I think you're going to really enjoy it. All right, let's do it. Welcome to the Wise and Well podcast. I am your host, Herman Lin, and I believe that wellness is as much mental as it is physical. My mission is to bring you actionable insights that you can apply daily and discover what it truly means to live a healthy and fulfilling life. Let's go. Hello, Maggie. How are you doing? Hi, Herman. Good. How are you? Doing well. So Maggie and I have worked together or did work together at the same company for, what is it, like 10 years? Yeah, I was there almost 14 years, which is crazy. But yeah, I started in 2008. So, And I'll let you kind of of describe what you do now. So I manage the Instagram account called Everyday Best Buy. Um, I started it just about two years ago, and it's essentially a resource really targeted at people that are in the same stage of life as me. So mostly young um like moms that have young kids between the ages of like zero and five is really my niche but i really share practical product recommendations um so really like a guide and a resource for people that have to buy anything from like beach essentials for their kids to things for your house and so i've really become like a one-stop shop to help take that mental load and the research off of buying products for your life off of your plate and so it's been two years and it's pretty much it's taken off in a direction I never would have imagined, but it's now my full-time job, which I feel really, really blessed that it is. So. Well, one congrats. Thank Cause you. that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm proud. Yeah. To be able to start that and to be able to get it to a point where you can make it your full-time job. Um, yeah. You know, not a lot of people get to that point and with how quickly you did it yeah. too is probably probably unrealistic for most people but it's it's amazing to see yeah so. thank you no I'm I'm very proud of it like I when I started I never I was so naive to the world of influencing and starting a business on social media like I hardly followed influencers myself so it took it was a pretty big learning curve but I had some important mentors you know helping me in a community of people that really helped but I didn't start it with the, you know, anticipating it would be able to become my full-time job. But Mm -hmm. um, after like, I think nine months, I was like, okay, I I can see the potential. And that's when I really started to think about it like a job and not, you know, as a potential job, but that is not where my mind was at first, but I'm so grateful that that has become my reality. So 
that's amazing. And I'm sure people are probably wondering, okay, or how does this have to do with nutrition or fitness or anything like that? And, and I think, you know, one, I hope people understand that this show definitely is, is really about how health is more than just those things. And for you, like, I'd love to just kind of spend some time today and talk about overall mindset, you know, your purpose and how these things have kind of played into changing how you view life, you know, because if you, if you, if you rewind and look at, three years ago, you probably have a completely different perspective on life in general. A hundred percent. Like I would say in general, I've been a very, I'm like a calm person if you know me personally, but I felt like at the time when I, again, two years ago, I started this, like mentally I was in such a different place. And I feel today like so much peace and Zen with Mm. where I'm at and fulfillment and what I'm doing with my life and my time. Like you know, I'm a mom of two, I have two young kids, four and two. I have a house, I have a husband, like I have friends in this business. So it's a lot to juggle. And I just feel like I wake up every day, like excited about what I'm doing. It doesn't feel like a job to me. It doesn't feel like work. I truly feel like so excited and passionate about it for the most part. Like, obviously I'm human. There's days where I'm overwhelmed and all of that, but I just feel like Zen. I can't describe it like in any other word I just feel so like where I belong if that makes sense yeah, and that is amazing. not where I was two years ago two and a half years ago so so I've been a pivot for sure so what was the moment if you rewind back that made you start this in the first place yeah so I was pregnant I had my daughter in December of 2020 and I felt just so overwhelmed and stressed like in my day-to-day life with my job and like all of my personal responsibilities to the point where I was like physically being impacted by it. So I was pregnant and got admitted to the hospital with gestational hypertension. So like high blood pressure and I could just feel stress like through my whole body. And I've never been like, I'm a pretty calm person. And so I knew that like my job in that moment was like eating me away, honestly. And so I went on maternity leave. I had her in December. And then in January, this idea just came to me. Honestly, it wasn't something I had been thinking about for a while, but it came to me. And I clearly was seeking an outlet to like express my creativity and something that was like passionate, Mm. um, a passion of mine that I wasn't being fulfilled on by my day to day job. And Mm so on maternity leave, I actually had the time to put into like a passion project like this. And again, I didn't, I didn't immediately think it was going to replace that job, but I came back from that maternity leave with a completely renewed focus and like was set boundaries for myself. I was like, I'm not going to let my job define me. I am in a stage of life where I have two young kids. I have a husband, a home, friends, family. Like I have to reprioritize my life and not let my job, which was honestly like draining me in that moment to like take up this amount of my time. So I set boundaries. Like I would sign off at five and I used to like let work kind of like seep seep into like my personal life. And I was distracted. Like I was addicted to it, honestly. Like I would Mm -hmm. wake up at 4am and check sales and, you know, I was like in an unhealthy relationship with my job. And for so long it had served me in such a positive way, but I'm just at this different part of my life where I'm a busy mom and like I couldn't let that consume me because clearly it was like showing up in physical ways that were pretty unhealthy um, for me, which was 
for someone who's pretty grounded and calm, like I felt really out of control, mm-hmm. honestly. So mm-hmm. that was kind of the moment. And that is like simultaneously when Everyday Best Buy was born and this whole journey started. But um, I I was just seeking something that was fulfilling and not draining me. And I was, I was honestly feeling pretty drained in my everyday life. Yeah. Do you, I feel like you're, you're definitely a very grounded person and Mm -hmm. very introspective. Do you feel like you could tell the whole time that your job was the source of the stress? And do you feel like that stress was bleeding into other parts of your life? Yes, absolutely. Like, I feel like my friends and family recognize that too. Like I just was, I was usually like so proud and like happy and fulfilled in my job, but I could tell I had lost that, um, I just lost it. And I was, I was not feeling fulfilled by the things that used to fulfill me. And so I think it was just like a sign to me, like I'm at a breaking point, honestly, and I have to do something about it. And so I started by this, you know, I had this time on maternity leave, which was like, you know, when you worked in the industry, we did like work was a grind, right? Like I didn't have time to dedicate to like building a brand like this. So I kind of took advantage of that time um, and it's, it obviously got it, you know, the idea off of the ground so that I could sustain it while I went back to work as a full-time job. Got it. It's, I think we often don't understand how many things we do to kind of fill the void right. of missing fulfillment, you know, whether it's getting wrapped up in work. Um, you know, I, <clears throat> I know we said we weren't going to talk about nutrition and fitness, but I think plenty of people do that, right? They get overly obsessed with living at the gym or focusing on clean eating because something else is missing. Right. Um, and, and a lot of times it's hard to pinpoint that a hundred percent. Yeah. You get fixated on this is, and in the, it's like hindsight's 2020 looking back, I could, I can tell you all these things, but in the moment, I don't think I could have. Yeah. Did you feel like you were good at it from the start or do you feel like imposter syndrome was creeping in? Totally imposter syndrome is creeping in. I think also like being an influencer isn't always like a respected job or people might not understand truly what I do. And to this day, like I find myself sharing what my job is and people are like confused and, you know, they yeah. want to know more about it in a, in a good way, but it's hard to kind of like, you know, explain exactly what I do and that this can be a job. This isn't just, you know, a lot of people thought I left my corporate job to to just be at home with my kids. And, you know, I was leaving to like pursue this as a full-time job. Um, But yeah, in the beginning, again, like it's the wild, wild west, like influencing and social media is like such an evolving industry that it took me probably like nine solid months to get my grounding. I would say really like hone in on who my target audience was. Um, I, I was consistent in how I showed up, which definitely paid off, I think. And I definitely used my resources and like community around me to help grow and like build the confidence. But of course there were days where I like had self-doubt and like, what am I doing? What am I spending my time Mm -hmm. on? Because I was taking a lot of time out of my personal life to like put into this and I was sacrificing things. But ultimately the whole time I knew I was sacrificing those things to, to get to a better balance and flexibility that I have now. But it was, it was a lot. Yeah. How do you describe that feeling of thinking of another post, spending hours on that when you could be watching TV or whatever it is, and then putting it all together and sending it out there without any understanding of where it's going to go? 100%. And for some reason, you just can't stop doing that. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like 
content creation is so much work. I don't think people realize behind the scenes, like Mm -hmm. a lot that goes into it. It's a really vulnerable industry, regardless of what your niche is and who your target market is and the topics you cover. It's like, I'm putting myself out there and yes, I'm not showing my life and this isn't about like my personal life, but it's still me and my brand. Right. And so I think I having a good group of like hype people and friends and family to support me and make sure I was staying like true to who I was, I would say in anything you do, like if it doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel you like trust your gut because there were times where like, I was presented with opportunities like, oh, you want to grow followers, like do X, Y, and Z, or oh, like this, do you want to partner? And in the beginning, when you're like clinging on anything because you want to build <laughs> credibility, you might say yes to things that in hindsight are like, ooh, I cringe now, like thinking yeah. back on like, I didn't need to do that. Like stay true to who you are. Um, and if it feels off, it probably is. So that has been like something I've learned over time. And I feel like I'm in a very comfortable place with like my brand and who I am and what I'm willing to share. But that it was a journey for sure to get to that place. Yeah. Do you, was your family and husband supportive the whole time? For sure. I think, I mean, Mike, my husband was like, he's like been my number one cheerleader. He's absolutely been like so supportive. My family was supportive for sure. But I think when I told my parents, oh, I'm leaving my job of 14 years to do this, they're kind of like, take a deep breath, like, okay, like, tell us more. Like, it's just something that people, you know, it's a huge leap. I went from a very stable income and job to like completely being in control and being in the driver's seat, which can be scary. Right. And can, it was a risk for sure, but it's definitely paid off. But I think it takes having community around you to like get to where I am, like in anyone starting any business, like you shouldn't have to do that alone. And I think keeping people that are close to you in your life along for the ride to me was like really valuable. Yeah. And I think that's a good lesson for anyone who maybe they have a spouse who's doing the same thing. Right. And I think like, imagine how hard it would have been if Mike wasn't on board. Oh my gosh. I don't even think I would be doing it still. Honestly, like he was the one, like I kind of had a breaking point exactly a year ago. And he was like, what if you just do this full time? Like he was the one that like, even put those words into my own mouth. That was such a long-term goal for me. But he was like, what if you just went for it? What do you have to lose? And I think I was raised as someone that was like, you know, stability, like having my ducks in a row, not taking like risks necessarily. And I think to me, like it took him, who was a little bit more or less risk averse, I should say, like pushing me to be like, okay, if it doesn't work out in a year, you can try something else. You can find another job, but like, this is your life. And if you aren't feeling fulfilled or happy in this moment, like you have to be the one to take control of that. You can't just wait around for something else. Totally. Totally. And that's, you know, I think there's so much relationship advice out there. um, Mm -hmm. And so many things of like your partner should do this and there should be, you should look for this characteristic. And I think to me, like ultimately at the end of the day, one of the biggest things is, are you, willing to just help each other grow totally regardless of what that looks like right like if you understand this something is important to your partner what are you going to do to help them even when you you can see in their face that they're scared a hundred percent yeah like you can't just stay stagnant because that's what's safe honestly because I would still be probably in that space I was 
a year ago if he hadn't pushed me to get to where I am. So mm-hmm. I think communication in that respect is like the most important thing that's gotten me to where I am with him. So amazing. Dad. Yeah. Do you still feel imposter syndrome? I mean, I think it's easy to like get into this, you know, comparison trap in this industry. And I I honestly have set some boundaries where like, I, pr- I don't for the most part, some days there's self doubt, like there always will be, but yeah. Um, I think I've really am comfortable with like what I'm serving as a resource. And like, I get pretty consistent validation from my community on a daily basis that like what I'm doing is impacting people in a positive way. And that is like the most rewarding part of what I do is like communicating with my community and getting that validation so that like I can kind of, you know, ignore that imposter syndrome or mm-hmm. like if I ever am not feeling confident about something. So I feel, I feel like at peace with, like I said, where yeah. I'm at. I feel like that's uh, a testament to how grounded you are um, because it's, you know, I think for many, many people meet a lot of times, it's, it's very hard not to play that comparison game. Right. And no matter how big you get or how high you get or how many followers you have, there's always going to be someone that has more. Right. Totally. (laughs) And there's always something you can be doing. Like this Mm -hmm. is like a, it's, it's exciting because it's like, limitless like there you could do there's so many directions you could go and there's like again like no right or wrong way to go about it but I think I've felt like I've found my confidence and like who I'm serving what they're looking for so I just have to keep that in mind when I'm you know looking at competitors I try to like honestly not consume a lot even though I'm in this industry like it's really easy to just consume a lot of other content from similar people, but I've honestly mm-hmm. had to like set boundaries in doing that because I ultimately don't walk away feeling any better. And so I truly have just stayed authentic to like, who do I actually enjoy following and what do I get out of that? And if I'm not, I honestly like, I don't want to ever like be accused of copying or like, you know, I want to be true to who I am. And like, I think that's really what my community appreciates. So which makes it really hard to replicate you, right? <laughs> For other people to copy because it is yeah. it's truly just what you believe and you know that you have the skill set to bring people value. Mm-hmm. Totally. And like my experience prior to this job in retail, like totally set me up for success in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I treat this like a business. This is like my full-time job. And so I feel like because from day one, I have treated it like that that has, you know, led to positive results. And so I have that business aspect of it where a lot of creators have that creativity, but they're not maybe thinking about it from like a business standpoint. And that's definitely for me, like I've always thought of it that way. Yeah. So when you are starting this up, and you're not really sure where it's entirely going to go, you're working a full time job that (laughs) requires a lot of your attention. You're a wife, you're a mom. How hard was that to balance all that together? And how did you do it? Yeah, it was a grind. Like, I'm not gonna lie. It was a lot. Like, I think 
if you're wanting to pursue any passion project or job, like you have to be willing to dedicate yourself to that. But it always was something I enjoyed and I was passionate about. So it didn't feel draining. It didn't feel like something on my plate that I didn't like. So I, I was willing to sacrifice things like, you know, my free time to do it because it, it honestly like filled my cup. I didn't feel drained mm. by it at all. So that definitely, I think, helped. Um, I also think once I saw that it was had the potential to become my full-time job, I was willing to kind of be a little bit out of control and dedicate so much time to it because I knew it was going to offer a more balanced and flexible life and that that would be worth it in that grind. But like starting a, you know, being an entrepreneur and starting a job, like a business, regardless of what it is, is going to take a lot of your time. And so I think it's so important to like make sure what you're doing, you, you really enjoy and you're passionate about because if for any reason, like you aren't liking it, you, that will catch up with you for sure. But yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was, I was a little bit out of control for like, 18 months before I quit my job, it was definitely, I had to set boundaries. And again, communication, have people on board with me because it, it was, it was a lot, but I felt like, okay, this is going to be worth it. Cause I can see a taste of what that flexibility and balance that I was seeking was going to feel like. And now that I'm living that, I, I feel that in my day-to-day life. Yeah. And that is, I think that can be said for any kind of goal, whether Mm -hmm. it's starting a business, you know, somebody has a ton of weight they want to lose or build a lot Mm -hmm. of muscle or whatever it is, the, if you're only focused on that end goal Mm -hmm. and all you're thinking about is how do I, how do I make more money? How do I get more money? Like I need more. I'm not, I don't have enough yet. Or, you know, how, what does that scale say today? Is it, is it going down? It's not going down yet. Like when that's all you're thinking about, it becomes so hard once you get a little bit in because that motivation runs out that you feel in the beginning. And like you said, the only way you can really keep going for the amount of time that's necessary, especially because when you're in it, you don't even know what that amount of time is Right, right. that you have to be able to enjoy the process exactly, and enjoy what you're actually doing without ever thinking about the end goal. Right. So if you can go through it and say, even if I don't ever quit I still like doing this it still gives me energy that's such a different place than saying this sucks but totally. I want to make a lot of money totally 100% and I think you have to also be consistent like consistency and finding passion in it are like the two things to me that paid off in the end so you know you could go really hard and if you take a break you're gonna feel that right like in all aspects of life but like showing up consistently and finding that passion in what you're doing along that journey are like what got me to where I am Mm -hmm. today. So yeah, that's true for anything in your life, really. Yeah. And that inconsistency for sure, which I think is the unfortunate truth for Mm -hmm. a lot of things, because I think we wish there was like a sexier answer. You know, we wish that there was a quick fix and that's why there's so much you see out online that, talks about, Hey, here's how you lose 30 pounds in 30 days, or here's how you make six figures in 90 days. And people want you to believe that there is a quick answer. And we time and time again, 
will believe it, right? right. Like we, we always will look and say, maybe this is the one, maybe this is right. the one that, that I've been missing. And like the unfortunate, but fortunate answer, because you do control it. The answer is just consistency. Totally. And so doing the things that you enjoy, make it a lot easier to be consistent. Exactly. That's, that's why you have to, at the end of the day, really in, like feel good about what you're doing and make sure it feels authentic to you because otherwise like I said it'll catch up with you for sure or or you'll burn out or if you aren't seeing those results you want to right away you'll quit so um, you know if I was surviving based off what I earned I earned essentially nothing for nine months right like I would have quit a year ago right and then slowly you know things start to pay off and you start to build credibility you know and things can be much different, but you have to be patient. Did you ever have a moment that stands out in your mind that you almost did quit? That's a good question. Um, I mean, I think the breaking point for me, like, was last January when I was so overwhelmed with my, like, day job with everything else that comes along with life my family all had COVID and we were quarantined and I thought I was gonna like lose my mind honestly and so that is kind of the pivotal moment when Mike was like my husband like why don't you just go for this and I could have quit in that moment but I didn't and like he really encouraged me to like take the other route and make this my full-time job but that is a moment where like if I didn't have his support I probably would have had to like give up something because I was just too stretched thin and overwhelmed in life in general. So Mm -hmm. it turned out to be the opposite, but that was like a moment I'll like, that was like, it was January of 2022. And I was just really at like a burnout point, honestly. So. How did you manage to not burn out before then? Like you, you mentioned so many things about setting boundaries, you know, and finding grounding yourself and balancing like what what do you feel like were actual tactical things that you did to do that yeah I for sure reprioritized myself and really honed in on like you know the people and the things that made me happy I'm like an extrovert I'm a social person I'm someone that says yes to a lot of things but I started to say no to things that weren't Mm worth my time or fulfilling me in the way they maybe once had. And I think the pandemic honestly did that for a lot of people. Like we all had a lot of time with our core people to really think about what was important to us. And so I came back, you know, from that maternity leave with a new perspective on like setting boundaries in my job and like, honestly, like being like forcing myself to like shut it off and not let it like seep into my personal life after hours I set boundaries with like what I would say yes to what, like I didn't say yes to everything. And in the past, like that was me. I wanted to like be everywhere with everyone. And I definitely honed in on those friendships and relationships that like were going to be with me for life. And I think I had to like build that muscle of saying no, but I'm like a people pleaser and I'm like a, you know, extrovert in that, in that way. So that was hard, but I think setting those boundaries in my personal life and in my job like allowed me to free up my time and dedicate mm-hmm. it more to what I want. Cause I felt like just that I wasn't doing great in anything in my life. Cause I was so spread thin that it allowed me to like hone in a little bit and put more effort into like what, what mattered, honestly. So yeah. those are kind of the tactics 
day to day. Um, and then honestly, finding time for yourself. Like we all have a lot on our plate, but I think it's so important to make time for yourself. And whether that means finding time to work out or to, you know, go on a walk, like whatever that is for you, I think to me that I had to like stop being there for everyone and start taking care of myself a little bit more. Like I'm in the, the, the phase of life where I'm sleep deprived with young kids Mm -hmm. and stuff. So I also um, started to just intentionally make time for myself and my husband and I like both needed that. So we were on the same page in terms of like letting ourselves work out or, you know, whatever it was, do something for ourselves that day, which obviously always helps for sure. Oh, I feel like a lot of times we think that we need something else, right? We, what else can we add in to make us feel better? And so many times you'll see that in terms of, okay, maybe another cup of coffee, right? Or an energy drink, or how do I make sure that I can stay up longer and work harder and Mm -hmm. and keep grinding? And it's, we're very hesitant to let go of things that may have existed before Mm -hmm. without thinking about the fact that like, maybe we just have a finite amount of energy, right? And maybe the answer is less. This is taking some things away so that we can give more of our energy to the things that bring us more energy. A hundred percent. Like I was giving, giving, giving. And honestly, like it took having like an unhealthy pregnancy and like literally getting admitted to the hospital with like high blood pressure for me to be like, whoa, I need to like take care of myself, Mm -hmm. honestly. Um, So that was a little bit of a wake up call that I was able to like carry that experience into like coming back to work and setting these boundaries because I knew like your health your mental health, your physical health, emotional, like it's, you have to like feed it, you know, you have to take care of yourself. So absolutely. I feel like the last two years I've been on this journey of like taking care of myself and not just like give, give, give. Cause I'm like a doer. I'm like a, you know, that's just my personality. Um, So I've like regrounded myself in that way. I think especially when you're, job or your business, you know, involves social media too. Mm-hmm. I think you probably had a, I know for me going into this, I've had such a different perspective on social media in general. It's a, it's a wonderful tool that allows you to do a lot of things that you couldn't do before, but when you're doing it all the time, because you have to for your job yeah. or yeah. for whatever you're doing, it's, you realize the dangers of it. hundred percent. Like it's, to your point, if you're, if you follow the right people and use it as like a resource that you're not just like mindlessly scrolling, I think it can serve in like an amazing way, right? Like my whole business, it has to serve because that's what my whole business is based Mm -hmm. off of. However, it's, it's addicting in that way. And it's something that as someone who, who runs their business on social media, it's hard to not work 24 seven because you can, you can be available to people 24 seven, but I've had to set boundaries in my business, but also like as a personal consumer of social media, like I, if you're feeling drained after you scroll for 30 minutes before bed, like this year, I'm very intentionally not trying to spend 30 minutes before I go to bed, Mm -hmm. scrolling my phone and like reading or just going to bed. Like I don't need those 30 minutes. So I think that is like the one overwhelming part about having my whole business based in social media that has been, you know, can feel overwhelming and 
you know, if I don't work and if I don't put into it, like I get out of it what I put into it. Right. So it's hard yeah. to like turn it off, but totally, I have to set boundaries because it could always be working, but that wouldn't, I wouldn't be saying that. Yeah. And the, well, and the types of accounts that you follow right. too, you know, one thing I've noticed just being in the fitness and nutrition space is that there's so, there's so much information and a lot, some of it is really good. You know, it's a lot of people bring you valuable advice that makes your life easier. Some of it is Jack dudes telling you to work harder. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. some of it's just swindlers trying to sell you like hormone resets. Oh my and gosh. Yeah. It's hard because what I realized was I'm going to go through and when I keep scrolling past your post, if I keep feeling worse about yep. my life after unfollow. I leave, I'm going to unfollow. Like it's yeah. just not worth it. Right. And yep. the opposite, like if I keep going through and saying, wow, that made me feel like I got more valuable or yep. that made me feel better. Or I feel like I could use that. Then great. I'm going to keep following that type of person and just doing that kind of audit. I think it's so important because what you don't realize is when you're scrolling all the time, that literally shapes like your whole perspective of the universe. A hundred percent. And then you're living not your you're not living your own life then. You're living in this mm -hmm. space that isn't even real of people you don't even know. I, I could like I can relate to that so much, obviously in a different industry, but like I think like the best compliment I ever got, I screenshotted it, I should find it, was like thank you for always showing up and being someone that's not just posting junk. Like you're clearly taking the mm. time to do your own research, to serve us. And every post you share is really intentional. And that to me like hit home. Cause I was like, that's the whole goal of this account. Like yeah. I set a goal to help take the mental load off others and become like a resource, not to just post incessantly. Like, you know, sometimes I have them like, oh, shoot, people think I'm just posting links too much. But like that is the whole idea of my business. And hopefully they follow me long enough. They recognize like I actually am really thoughtful and intentional and take the time to do the research for you. So, so getting that compliment, I was like, yes, someone else sees the whole point of this. Like it's mm -hmm. not just to find a random deal or share a random product. Like consumerism can be so overwhelming and in your yeah. face the point isn't for you just to buy more, more, more. It's for me to help you that when you are buying, like it, it makes, takes that mental load off of your plate. Well, and I think that's why people resonate with you and have so early is because you're not a person who just takes whatever company is willing to pay you the most for an affiliate link and, and start peddling athletic greens to everybody, right? right. You, you literally say, this is great product. And also like a really good deal for what it right. is. Like the value's mm -hmm. amazing. And by the way, I would use this myself. Right. I have used this or I tried this. Yeah, totally. Because again, I could make, people could make tons more money if I dealt with sponsor posts. I've, I've mm -hmm. actually only done like two sponsor posts in my whole career because I don't know, as a consumer myself, those don't feel that authentic. And if everyone's sharing it at the same time, you know, it's a marketing campaign. It just doesn't, that's not what my that's not what my business is built upon. Mm -hmm. Right. And I understand like, I'm not hating on that for other creators because that is a way for people to earn. And if it's truly a product they, they would recommend, that's one thing, but sometimes it feels pushed for the money, which mm -hmm. is not what I wanted this to be about. So. Totally. I know yeah. we said this wasn't about fitness and nutrition, but 
say, yeah. Is there anything, because you said during those two years, like you really focus on taking care of yourself. So do you feel like there was anything you changed from that aspect that helped you have more energy for your business? Totally. I mean, I went from feeling like everything I did was about convenience because I didn't have the time to put into it. So like literally when I used to, you know, work in my corporate job, like I hardly had the time to like think about what I wanted to eat. And I've just feel so much more in control of that right now because I can be more thoughtful and I'm not just cramming calories because I'm starving and I have two minutes between a meeting. And so I've been able to like balance that a lot more for myself and just like nourish my body, honestly, and also get back into working out. I think I used to choose like sleep over exercise because at that moment when I had kids that weren't sleeping and a job, like sleep, which is also extremely important, like was my priority. But now that I have way more autonomy to my day, like I love working out. I've gone Mm -hmm. through so many phases of working out in my life from being like a marathon runner to a bar addict. But like I've always struggled with like staying consistent in a routine based off of like where I was at in my life. Right. Mm -hmm. But now that I find this peace and control over my schedule, I've I've gotten way back into like my Peloton and writing and just being outside and like moving my body I would say am I perfect absolutely not I'm still working on it and carving that time out in my day because you know I went from having like such a structured day to having like honestly I could wake up and do with my time what I want so I have to like write it on my to-do list to like make sure it actually gets done but I have that time now to do it Mm. so yeah do you do do you follow anything anything specific, like any specific program, or do you just do workouts that you enjoy? I do. Peloton is like my main, uh, I would say, where I find like my workouts mostly, but I've been in the childbearing years for like the last four years that Expecting and Empowered is a workout regimen for pre- pregnancy and postpartum. That is incredible. Like they, like any woman that's ever going to get pregnant or has been pregnant or is postpartum like to me that has been such a resource i have the app and it's just like Mm. really accessible workouts that are really intentional in building back your strength and keeping you strong during pregnancy and postpartum so to me that has been like honestly life-changing in those specifically around that time of pregnancy so yeah really recommend any pregnant person out there postpartum check them out yeah do you have time to sleep? Do I have time to sleep? <laughs> yes. Luckily, my sleep is very important to me and my husband. Like we are, we love our sleep. Um, I feel like I'm finally in a stretch with my kids sleeping that like I can sleep. Um, but again, like anything, I go through phases of like going to bed really early and then mm-hmm. nap. But I do feel like in the last year, I've like, gotten really great sleep but before that i was probably sleep deprived for like the three years yeah well you had very young kids yeah yeah my daughter didn't sleep for the first nine months of her life yeah i don't think i got like more than a two-hour stretch at a time yeah so yes now that i'm in a phase when they sleep i prioritize my sleep because i know i can yeah and that i think just speaks to the seasons of your life. You know, I think, I think a lot of people, especially when they're, they're very young parents and like the whole conversation is like, how do I get seven, eight hours of sleep? Right. And right. I think the reality is, you know, you just, it's, you, you're going to have to prioritize that maybe over working out five days a right. week and it's not perfect, but you're going right. to need different things at different points of your life. Exactly. And like, that's what I did 
then, right? To me, an hour of sleep was more important than maybe getting up at 6 a.m. to like yeah. work out. But in my life pre-kids, like I would work out at 5.30 in the morning, like, which blows my mind that I used to do that every day. Yeah. But different stage of life, right? You, you fit in your schedule what you can based off of what else is going on in your life. But yeah. I, having to me, like working out, I've always been in a better phase when I've had accountability. And that's always been like a workout buddy for me. But that could be something different. Forever. Totally. Totally. So, that's where I'm at. So now that you're here, you've, I mean, you've touched on it, I think multiple times, but like, how do you just describe the impact of what it's done to your mental headspace to be able to do something that you're just truly passionate about that you've built on your own every day? Honestly, like I will never stop feeling grateful. Like I'm still in shock almost, honestly. Like it still hasn't set in like, this is my life and I built this life. This is, I like, I'm very proud of that. And I feel like I will never get used to that. Like, or I haven't settled in on that yet. Every day I wake up like, and don't take for granted, like all that I put into it to get to the point where I'm at and to have this autonomy and like really be in the driver's seat of my life. That's something that like, I can't put into words, like what that means to me and how, how much it's benefited, like my day-to-day life. So Mm -hmm. it's hard. It's really hard to like express that. And I think for anyone who's ever been like, you know, building a business on their own, like it's your, it's your baby, like it's your Mm -hmm. pride and joy. And I feel like so much pride about that. But like Mm -hmm. I said, I just on a day-to-day basis feel I don't have that dread or anxiety like, you know, that I used to potentially. I don't, I I might be overwhelmed some days because that's normal and like, you know, for people to feel that. But even if I'm overwhelmed, I still feel fulfilled, right? And so like feeling at peace and fulfilled is is ultimately like on a daily basis what I what I feel, which is a good place to be in. That's Don't amazing. Take that for granted. Yeah, thank you. Compare, Feels good. Compare that to what you felt three years ago. Oh my gosh. Just like overwhelm. Like overwhelm in a way that was stressful and Um, like I was on a hamster wheel, honestly, like just constantly like trying to prove yourself, trying to be there for everyone, trying to obviously like have good results in your business. Like I just felt so crazy. Like my old, old boss, like 10 years ago used to say her hair was on fire. And I'm like, I felt like my hair was on fire, (laughs) honestly, like Maggie's hair was on fire, like leading yeah. up to this, but it's so true. Like, and it's funny because like, I am such a calm person that people probably didn't know that. Right. Mm-hmm. Except my really close family and friends who knew me well, but like, I don't think people realized how much it was impacting me on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. But I, I like control that well, but ultimately it caught up with me. So, yeah. And it's, what's amazing. And I love your story is that I think so many people feel like if they were younger, they could have done this, right? Mm-hmm. They could have made the jump or like, oh man, I wish I just had started when I was like 22, you know? And and especially when you have kids, like I think mm-hmm. a lot of people look at that and say, well, you know, this is just my life now. Like I can't, I'm not going to change now. So it's amazing to see you do this despite all that. Like you really got just kind of 
are a living testament that, hey, yeah. life doesn't have to follow right. a certain roadmap. You can do whatever you want. Totally. Like I look at friends of mine and their jobs and if they're unhappy, I'm like, you don't have to stay in this phase of being unhappy. Like it's not too late to go after what you want. Like, you know, we're only, I'm 35 years old. Like I have so much more life to live and I felt so defeated thinking about that just being my life for X Mm -hmm. amount more years. And so again, there's like space for everyone. I think you have to like get over that, build that confidence to recognize like if you are going to go after a business, like again, passion, consistency, um, and really being authentic to yourself, like are the three most important things and they will all, it will pay off. I think Mm. if you be, if you can serve and really hone in on who your audience is, that's the key. Mm. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of ultimately gotten me to where I am. And you don't have to be 25 to have that mentality. You could be 45, 50, you know? So yeah, I feel, I feel like anybody is welcome at the table. If you know what you're there to bring, right. And it's unique and it's, you then please go for it like i i anybody that re- tons of people reach out to me honestly on a weekly basis about things and it's like you just i, I reiterate those same things to them to make yeah. sure they're in it for the right reasons and that they're going to actually enjoy it what do you say to somebody who is listening right now kind of getting that itch right kind of being like oh man you're kind of you're describing my life and Mm -hmm. maybe you're right but there's still that fear right like how important is it to just take that first step so important I think you have to check in with yourself on all those things like that you're if this is really true to who you are like go for it but know that you're gonna have to put in the work right but it's gonna pay off and it's gonna as long as it fulfills you I think it's gonna be worth it and for a lot of people, that doesn't mean creating a new full-time job for themselves, mm-hmm. anything you're going after in life, like go for it. It for sure is scary and you have to be vulnerable because if you aren't vulnerable, you're never, that means you're not going to like take a risk and you have to be okay with things not landing. Like when I was starting out, I would ask friends and family to like help spread the word on my account and like, you know, some peers that I met in the industry. And if they said no, I had to swallow that and be okay with it because Mm -hmm. the one person that believed in me and said, yes, it got me to where I am right now. So you also have to be comfortable being a little bit uncomfortable because you're going to have growing pains and you're going to go, it's like journey. It's, you know, you're going to go through moments where you have that imposter syndrome or you don't feel that confidence, but to me it's worth it because then like, you know, that, that, that low confidence is completely, you know, immediately reversed by like an opportunity because someone else believed in you yeah so um that's probably what i would say and it's it's really cool to have something that humbles you like that Mm -hmm. too because the reality is you have to suck to be 100 good at something i had plenty of people turn me down or bat their eye or not have my time and like i needed that in Mm -hmm. hindsight because otherwise you aren't, I found my niche because of that. Like I really found my, my target audience and community by like going through that journey to get there. So you have to like live in that uncomfortable, 
vulnerability, vulnerable space to really succeed, honestly. But it gets you better at not being afraid of failing, you know, like I remember when I first started my Instagram and I would message everybody to just be like, Hey, do you want, can you just talk? Can I just pick your brain for five minutes? Hey, do you want to collab? Do you, like you said, probably reaching out to people I shouldn't even do, right. Just trying to do everything. And the amount of people that, you know, some people were great. They'd be like, yeah, no problem. And some people would blow you off. Some people would be like, um, what is in it for me? And at some point you, you start, you stop being embarrassed every time someone says no. And you're kind of like, okay, Cool. Right. Let's move yeah. on to this the thing. The first few times might sting, and then you're like, okay, let me put myself in their shoes. Mm-hmm. They've worked to get where they are. They went through the same journey. So if it makes sense for them, they're going to probably give you help and advice, even if it's just advice, not even like help yeah. sharing or something. But if they say no, it's because they're being true to themselves, just like, you know, now I am. So that was for sure a part of like, you know, the first six months was just like, getting my brand out there and marketing myself and being okay with being turned down. Totally. And what I really appreciate too, and I think this will be valuable for a lot of people is that most of the time, like the stories you hear out there about, you know, someone starting a company and doing all these things, like it's usually, you know, a lot of times it's like the story about this guy who lives in this hustle culture and is grinding Mm -hmm. every day and, um, you know, doesn't even always have a family or kids yeah, or anything right. like that. And it's just like, don't, you know, don't sleep until your dream is right. accomplished. And you're right. like the polar opposite of that example, mm-hmm. which is amazing because you're a person that's like a lot of other people and you, and yeah. you get it. Yeah. I think that's like the other feedback I get pretty consistently is that I'm relatable. Like, again, I'm just was a mom with young kids looking for some help and wanting to be that help for people. And they're like, I think a lot of my community can identify with exactly where I'm at. And so I'm, you know, like I'm not sharing $5,000 handbags in this life Mm -hmm. that isn't real. Like this is just my life. And I think that's why people trust, you know, I've built trust with my community. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, you have inspired me so much. I'm sure you've inspired a me lot of too. other people and it's it's been amazing to watch your journey. Do you want to just let people know again where they can find you and make sure that they are getting all the really amazing yeah. deals you're showing? Of course. So my Instagram handle is at everyday best buy. You can find me on there. I mostly show up in stories for the best content. Um, my website is everydaybestbuy.com, which is getting a full rehaul and relaunch in June. So stay tuned for that too. But, um, Instagram is mostly where you should, you should show up. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Herman. Thanks Maggie. Chatting with you. You too. All right. Bye everybody. All right, everybody. I hope you took away some really meaningful value from that episode, whether it's for building your own business or anything else in your life. I think that we could really apply a lot of the learnings from Maggie today. Once again, if you are enjoying the show, please hit subscribe, leave a positive review. It really goes a long way. And I can't wait to bring you so much more meaningful content. Thanks, guys.